You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production in association with City News. The strangest part of doing this job is how it messes with your sense of time and the news cycle. For instance, one of the first big events we ever covered on this podcast was the legalization of recreational cannabis. And also, at this time, just last year, the Omicron wave of the pandemic was picking up steam and many restrictions were hastily being shoved back into place. Here's the thing. To me, these things feel like they were roughly the same amount of time ago. Or if not the same time, then at least Omicron was closer to legalization than it is to today. And that's just messed up. At the beginning of this year, within the span of two months, we had Omicron, we had Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and we had the Freedom Convoy arriving in Ottawa. To me, those things do not feel like they happened at the same time. As I said, Omicron feels like it was years ago. The war in Ukraine feels like it could have been a month or two ago. And I won't forget when the convoy happened, because only idiots voluntarily go to Ottawa in February. All of that is to say that when you ask me to look back at 2022, I'm afraid I'm not qualified to do it. I am just here every day trying to keep up with everything. The people who should do it are those who are deep enough into the work to be able to properly consider what happened when, what it means, and what matters most. We asked you who we should talk to about that, and a lot of you told us. So I just called a bunch of them. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. This is the year-end episode of The Big Story. And before I call our guests, so I don't have to introduce them all to you every time, I'll just tell you. We're talking to some of our most frequent guests and most talented guests from a variety of critical fields. We'll talk to Cormac McSweeney, who covers Parliament Hill. We'll talk to Vass Bednar, who covers technology and Canadian policy around it. We'll talk to super forecaster Balkan Devlin, who explains foreign affairs to me regularly. Donovan Bennett, who covers sports and culture. We will talk to Fatima Syed, who sometimes hosts this podcast and also writes about climate and the environment. And because the pandemic still exists, we will talk to Sabina Vora Miller, who's been a trusted voice on it throughout this whole thing. That is a lot. Joe, are you ready to do this? Yep, let's do it. All right, let's go. Hello? Cormac, it's Jordan from The Big Story. Remember oh. me? Yeah, of course I remember you. Hey, Jordan, how's it going? It is going well. We're doing our year-end episode. Can I ask you two quick questions? Uh, sure, absolutely. Shoot. First one, and it doesn't necessarily have to be related to the beat you cover or anything. When you look back on 2022 in like five or ten years, what are you going to remember it for? Oh, man. Um... I guess for sure, uh, the convoy and everything that hit the Capitol. But I, I guess personally, uh, you know, I, I, it would have to be sickness <laughs> because after avoiding COVID for so long over the summer, uh, I finally caught COVID and then I gave it to my two kids. But then in the fall, 
it was like insane. We went through like two months straight of the family being sick. We had RSV. We had a weird gastro thing come through the house. I know we're not alone. I know a lot of families are dealing with this, uh, you know, sort of post COVID or end of pandemic sort of transition period where all these bugs that weren't passed around amongst the kids uh, somehow were like on steroids. And now our kids are getting them. And there are these wild sicknesses that are going through households. So it's nuts. I know a lot of families are dealing with that. Uh, uh, but it's something that I'll look back on on the personal level, of course. No kidding. I have one more question for you, and you already kind of touched on it, I think, but this is the official one. What was the most important thing that happened on your beat this year, and, and why was it so important? Oh, it, as I said before, it has to be the convoy. I mean, that that story was massive. Uh, you know, when, when we first started hearing about it, uh, we'd had one of those convoys come through the Capitol with no real big issue. And uh, I sort of uh, shrugged it off at the start. But as it gained momentum, as it went across the country, you started to realize this was not going to be the same thing. This was a lot bigger. Um, and then, you know, the apparent uh, lack of action from police to really deal with this or even bypass them around the downtown, the thought that protesters could shut down our capital for more than three weeks um, to protest the government, protest COVID restrictions, have trucks parked in front of Parliament Hill, a hot tub, a stage, dance parties, um, you know, harassment that was reported. It was just nuts. I, I walked through the protest sites several times thinking, how is this happening right now? And of course, that was a huge moment because we ended up seeing the federal government invoke the Emergencies Act for the mm -hmm. first time. Um, giving police new powers to clear out those protesters. It led to a very divisive debates um, amongst experts, amongst politicians about whether or not it should or should have been invoked or not. Um, and it's been a huge story throughout the year. It's one that I will never forget, um, including, you know, the convoy trials that are going on, right. people who have faced charges through it, uh, you know, a whole court cases around this. And 2023 is only going to continue that story with talk of another convoy around the anniversary. Um, the report that we're supposed to get about whether this was justified from the commissioner of the public inquiry, and then those trials from some of the uh, main organizers. Uh, so it's, it's one that's going beyond just 2022, but it's, uh, it's something I'll never forget. Thank you for that. And yeah, I don't think anybody's going to forget it. And I will let you get back to your holidays now. Thank you so much. <laughs> Time to change diapers and deal with the kids. There we go. Stay healthy. You too. Hello? Vass, it's Jordan from The Big Story. How's it going? Oh, Jordan, it's going well. How are you? I am all right. Can I bug you with two questions for our year-end episode? Please do. All right. First one. And it doesn't have to be about whatever you cover or whatever happened on your beat. Okay. When you look back at 2022 and three years, five years, 10 years, what do you remember most about this year? Hmm. I think I will remember how fast the world can change, that the global order or so-called order of any kind is really, really fragile. And of course, I think of things like the war in Ukraine, but also women losing reproductive rights in the U.S. I know that's not a Canada-specific story, but I think it was surprising and jarring and doesn't feel like it should characterize 2022, but it absolutely does. Now, on to your beat. Mm. What was the most important thing that happened on your beat this year and why? 
on my beat. I don't even know how you describe your beat. <laughs> yeah, what's my beat? Help me out. Um, something that was important or pivotal. You know, something big this year on my broader <laughs> beat, um, I would say, is learning about how Cineplex works and makes distribution decisions. You know, people are always like, there's no silver bullet. But some of the time I'm like, what if there is a silver bullet? Like, what if there's something simple but meaningful we could do? And Cineplex movie theaters are a really important distribution channel for cultural content of all kinds. And given this year we've upped our policy focus in Canada to really care about digital distribution channels and what it means for creators and their ability to be discovered and their compensation. I just feel like movie theaters got really left out. Hmm. Um, and they Cineplex controls something like 70 or 75% of the Canadian distribution theater market, which is similar to the market share of Ticketmaster. We've seen some major policy activity or at least discussions related to Ticketmaster uh, in the U.S. And right. Cineplex is our Ticketmaster here in Canada. It's a part of our heritage. What are we going to do about it? That's fascinating, because I'd never heard of it before. Bass, thank you. You're welcome. Great to chat. Hello, this is Balkan. Balkan, it's Jordan from The Big Story. How's it going? Hi, Jordan. Pretty good. How are you? I am well. We're doing our year-end episode, and uh, you were one of our guests that our listeners asked for. Do you have time for a couple of quick questions? Of course, always. Okay, well, first, and this answer does not have to be about your beat or about super forecasting or anything, though that's coming up. When you look back on 2022, uh, three years, five years from now, what's the thing you'll most remember about it? Uh, I would say uh, Russia's restarting of war in Ukraine will be number one. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, slowly getting out of the COVID pandemic or at least getting back to some sense of normality um, will be number two. Those two things, I would say, are the, are the things that I will remember most. Your job entails forecasting things. So what are you going to be looking for in this conflict as 2023 begins? We are not far now from the one-year anniversary of the invasion, uh, which is surprising to me. What will 2023 bring for this? Uh, unfortunately, it will probably bring more destruction and, and death, um, at least in the short to medium term. Uh, there is no uh, reason why we would expect to see a slowing down of Russian attacks, particularly on the critical infrastructure and the civilian targets in Ukraine that we have been seeing in um, since 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 November, and uh, I don't know whether you remember, but back in uh, September when we talked about it, about escalation possibilities, mm -hmm. that's one of the things that uh, that that I brought up, um, and unfortunately, this will probably go on. Um, winter will not necessarily be a, a point in which things will uh, will will lull. Uh, the, the Ukrainians will push uh, to uh, to get back their territory, and, and the Russians will continue their attacks on, on civilians and the energy infrastructure. However, um, I think as the year progresses, we will uh, see uh, a turning point uh, in the spring and the summer, as uh, if, uh, particularly if, uh, the West continues to provide the necessary ammunition and the weapons and the, and the and the financial and material support to Ukraine to continue to defend um, uh, their, their their country and push back uh, the invaders. Um, 
we do see uh, Russians are slowly um, uh, depleting uh, their resources uh, and their capacity to produce and replace them are uh, is, is decreasing. And therefore, uh, I would expect uh, they, them to push uh, more and more um, uh, for, uh, for some sense of a ceasefire and trying to coerce Ukraine and, and particularly Europeans and, and Ukraine's backers in the West uh, through attacks on civilian targets throughout winter and early spring. However, if, if this goes on um, and, and we manage to hold our nerve and continue to support Ukraine, we might see a, a slowing in, in the tempo of Russian um, attacks and, and a proper turning of the tide uh, in the war uh, in, uh, in in summer. So um, things will get worse before it gets better, unfortunately, uh, uh, for the war in Ukraine. Uh, but uh, if we could go through the hell, as as Churchill said, if you are going through hell, just keep going. If, hmm. if Ukraine and the West can go through uh, the, the hell uh, throughout winter and spring, uh, there might be a light at the end of the tunnel uh, when we uh, when we are, uh, you know, the, the next year around this time talking about it, we might actually have a chance uh, to see the war um, slowly winding down. Balkan, I hope we get to talk about the end of this war sooner rather than later. Thank you, as always. Have a safe and healthy new year. Thank you very much. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Hi there, Donovan Bennett here. Donovan, it's Jordan from The Big Story. How you doing? Hey, JHR, how are you? I'm good, man. We're doing our year-end episode. Can I ask you like two questions really quickly? Of course. My first one, and this doesn't have to be about sports or your beat or anything. You think when you look back, I don't know, three, five years from now, what are you going to remember most about 2022? Oof. Don't tell my second child because he was born in 2022. <laughs> I think what I'm going to remember most I think everything played out on social media. It is the driver of all of our conversations. It's quite frankly a broadcast tool and probably needs, like the other broadcast mediums, television, radio, some oversight. Think about how the year started. January 6th, storming of the Capitol. Much of the communication about that on social media, much of the coverage mm -hmm. of it and the way I found about it on social media. And even when you fast forward to the trucker convoy, a lot of that was certainly done in front of news crews, but I saw most of it on social media. People who were getting ready to do it and were communicating about it from coast to coast and in the United States communicated on social media. But even some of my friends got an entirely different experience based off of their algorithm, based off of who they follow and what their political leanings are in relation to mine. I fast forward to the sports world and the fact that the way we talk about sports is dictated by the discourse and the social conversation. Teams are falling apart. Players are fighting with each other. Players are asking to leave via social. <laughs> I think for me, the vast change from my perception of my social channels last year to now and how much, for better or for worse, it has become our newsroom and newspaper with no real oversight is, is going to continue to be fascinating. It's a really interesting answer. My next question, and you might have even mentioned it a bit in your last answer, um, is about your beat, which, I mean, you host Going Deep, so it looks at all aspects of sports. What's the most important story um, in the world of sports or on your beat this year? I 
want to make sure I'm not a slave to recency bias, but I have to imagine what's happening if we look at in our own border here in Canada, what Diana Matheson and Christine Sinclair are doing in relation to starting a domestic sports league for women for the first time, the sport being soccer. There's a lasting impact in terms of not putting athletes like, for example, Brittany Griner in a scenario where she has to go abroad and apply her trade in Russia and end up right. being a political prisoner uh, at, at a time of conflict in the region. The fact that North American women have to go elsewhere to make fair market value says something about us in North America. We say we are feminist countries, the United States and, and Canada, but we don't really act like it. So I think the biggest thing is We've seen the U.S. women have a landmark uh, deal in terms of uh, their CBA with U.S. soccer, the U.S. women's soccer team. The women in Canada are close to having a deal where they're having some version of equal rights with the men. The WNBA has signed a new CBA. Now Diana Matheson is starting this new league. I think we have a greater awareness and conversation of the fact that there should be equity in all sectors and sports is one. We know of the halo effect that it can have for society in large when there is one. We started to now broadly have a conversation that it is different to be a female athlete. We need to make accommodations for that fact. And what I, I love that Diana Matheson is doing, and I hope is the blueprint for the PWHPA and other leagues like it that I believe will come in 2023 and beyond, is that women have to be at the forefront of it. Women have to lead in the C-suites and on the field. Because when that doesn't happen, we get the negative stories that we got out of the NWSL, where women are taken advantage of, don't feel like they can speak up, are sexually harassed, on and on and on. So I think the biggest story is we've had many reckonings over the last couple of years since you started this podcast. I think the reckoning for women in sport is real and it's happening. And I'm excited to see where it goes moving forward. I am too, and uh, maybe we'll talk next year about that very thing. Donovan, thanks so much. Have a great end of your year, and I'll see you in 2023. Uh, thank you, and congrats on another banner year of the podcast. It's always been uh, high on my queue of things to listen, so I uh, can't wait to see what you got cooked up for 2023. Cheers, man. Cheers. Hello? Fatima, it's Jordan. How you doing? I'm good, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing well. I need your help with the show again. Okay, what can I do? We are doing a year-end episode with some of our favorite guests, and I guess now because we're including you, some of our favorite guest hosts. <laughs> and I just need to ask you two questions. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. The first question does not have to be about any story you've covered or your particular beat or anything. I just want to know about 2022. When you look back at this year, three years, five years, whenever... What are you going to remember most about it? My favorite moment has to be uh, the James Webb Space Telescope's photos. I Describe think. them for people who don't know them. So mankind created a mirror, basically, and then sent it a million miles away into space. And somehow we were able to get the first clearest image of what our galaxy looks like. Um, there are these stunning photos of like a cluster of galaxies, of the death of a star. They look like abstract art, but that's what space looks like. And after 
decades and centuries of just imagining it, of hearing about it, of seeing fuzzy pictures of it. We can now see it. And I think that is spectacular. And I don't understand why we don't talk about it every single day of our lives and print it out and put it on billboards and buildings and offices and home offices and so forth. That is the nicest, most positive answer that anybody's given us to remember this year by. (laughs) There's just, I just, I'm still not over it. For the longest time, it was my phone background. And I just think that it is, these images truly, Jordan, took my literal breath away. You are an Ontario reporter for the Narwhal in your day job. That is a climate-focused publication. What was the most important thing that happened on your beat this year? So I think in 2022, we finally took some steps towards climate justice. And it's a very small thing, and I'm being very optimistic because we still have to see the details and how it plays out and so forth. But, you know, after the floods in Pakistan, which submerged a third of the country and mm-hmm. the consequences of which, um, you know, Pakistan's going to be facing for years and years and years, like the economy has completely collapsed. Agriculture has completely disappeared in that country. But after those floods, we had the big climate conference that we have every year at the UN. This year it was in Egypt and countries after being cajoled, after being persuaded, and now after seeing the impact of the floods in Pakistan, finally, finally said, okay, sure, let's create a loss and damage program so that the countries that emit the most will be creating a financial fund to support the countries that will be impacted the most by the effects of climate change like Pakistan. And I think that's huge. And and I and I'm eager to see how it plays out over the next year and couple of years. And then if you also look at the biodiversity conference that I talked about on this show that just wrapped up as we're recording this, mm-hmm. indigenous communities were were central to to that conference. That conference resulted in the biggest indigenous conserved protected area ever created in the world. And it's in Canada. It's in northern Canada. Um, You can read about it at the Narwhal, subtle plug. But uh, it also just, you know, the idea of including indigenous voices, making them prominent, that was really, really important. And yes, neither of these two things were perfect, but they happened. They were noted. And I think those are positive steps at a time when, you know, climate policy is full of contradictions, you know, where we're seeing, you know, Europe trying to get off Russian gas by adopting more coal, which is dangerous, or the U.S.'s Inflation Reduction Act, which was a climate miracle, also including support for fossil fuel drilling. So in in a world full of contradictory climate policies, I think it's really encouraging that we've finally taken steps to include these voices and communities. It occurs to me that we can summarize your two answers with small steps for man and giant leaps for mankind. (laughs) Exactly. No, it was right there. I love it. (laughs) Fatima, thank you uh, for joining us on the show so often and for hosting the show. And have a lovely new year. And I'm sure we'll talk to you early in 2023. Hey, we survived another year together, Jordan. I'm always happy to come back. See you in the new year. Hello? Sabina, it's Jordan from The Big Story. How's it going? Oh, hi. How are you? I am doing well. I am wrapping up our year-end episode, and you were one of our favorite guests that people asked to talk to at the end of the year. Oh, wow. That's amazing. 
Yeah, so I have like two questions for you. It'll just take a few minutes. Can you uh, can you spare us some time? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the first one, and you don't have to answer this uh, related to your job or the pandemic or vaccines or anything else, but you can if you want to. When you look back on this year, 2022, in three or five or 10 years, what will you remember it for? <laughs> That's such a great question. I think for me, 2022 was it sort of started and it's been marked by um, a very unfortunate incident where I was um, picked on by Donald Trump Jr., yes. which resulted in several weeks of complete hell. Um, and I think 2022 is forever going to be the year where I was targeted by, um, by this group. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to forget it, to be honest. That must have been uh, a terrifying and deeply frustrating feeling. It was, and it was actually at the heels of um, the entire trucker convoy too. And and I won't uh, I won't lie, it was actually a couple of weeks of um, you know a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uh, fear as well. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's one of the things that I'm very happy to put behind me and move on. And remember, 2022 of the year of assholes on the internet. <laughs> that's that's exactly it. Great. Well, um, I'm sorry that that's what'll stick with you about this year. Um, <laughs> in your official capacity as the person uh, we trust to talk to us about uh, pandemic protocols and vaccines and all of that, what was the most important thing that happened on your beat this year, uh, positive or negative? Yeah, I mean, I feel this year has been a bit of a roller coaster, to be quite honest. You know, we had some really good momentum. Frankly, I did not expect to see bivalent vaccines out as early as we had them. You know, we 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 were we were out vaccinating um, early fall, in fact, and I did not anticipate it coming out so soon. Um, of course, you know, we're now onto the newer variants. It feels like we can never really seem to catch up with what's going on. Um, so that you know was a bit of a roller coaster to see that hey, we got the New, the new updated vaccines out. Mm -hmm. We know that it is so much better than the original, but it's not really going to be the antidote to get us out of this pandemic in a safe way either. And I think, you know, towards the end of the year, just seeing what is unfolding with our children has been really, really hard, uh, you know, as a mother myself, um, and seeing all of our friends with kids really struggling with, you know, the shortages and fever-reducing meds, the back-to-back-to-back you know, infections in little children, it has been a really hard year. And I think, um, you know, I think that we're sort of having these two forces sort of pit against each other where we're trying to tell ourselves that we need to move on and life is back to normal. Meanwhile, we're still grappling with all of these things that we don't really have very good answers for, or we don't really have good strategies for. So, um, you know, I will admit it has been a bit of a roller coaster up here. Let me ask you one more question then. Are we ever going to have better strategies for this? Is this just how it is? You know, I, I really do think we need to sort of go back to the drawing board and say what we're doing so far is not working. You know, can we actually look at how we can make our health system stronger, more resilient? Um, and we've sort of been on status quo for so long. And unfortunately, you know, the status quo just simply doesn't work. You know, with the, over time, the status quo degrades. And so we're in a worse off condition now than we were at the start of the pandemic. And we really need to take a good hard look and say, hey, let's just, you know, 
burn the whole system down and rebuild it stronger because we're going to need to do that, you know, so that we are 10, 20, 30 years from now in a, in a much more in a position where our societies, our communities are thriving and not, you know, struggling to move forward. There, there are times when I think about this and then there are other times. I also, you know, the other thing that I love from this year was when this is going to be completely off, you know, my usual track, but the James Webb Space Telescope, I have to just mention it, like just right. those images that came You're not the mix- first, by the way. Really? Okay, so it's amazing. And, you know, and, and my husband and I have sort of gotten really into astrophotography lately and just those magnificent pictures of space and the distant galaxies and, you know, I don't know, it makes you feel so minuscule. And then I think about all the problems we have right now and that keep me up every night. And then I think about how tiny and insignificant we all are, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And I don't know, it kind of gives you hope as well. It makes you feel while small and insignificant, also gives you hope in this really bizarre way that I cannot really explain in words. Dreaming Big Dreams is a great way to end one year and begin another. Sabina, thank you so much for this and for all your wisdom on this show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I've really enjoyed our chats over the last few years. That was a whole bunch of great guests, and that was the big story. Before we go, I promised that I would let the producers do a blooper reel. You'd like to think it wouldn't be necessary, but apparently it is. So please enjoy. Some people want to do bloopers, except I never make mistakes. So those don't exist. I slurred like words like I'm drunk every so often. If you have any, might hold on. I'm just skipping some. Don't include this part, obviously. That's a horrible way to start this thing. I don't want to do that. Scratch all of that. Have a safe long weekend, but we'll still talk Monday because we have a special. Oh, no, it's not Friday today. Sorry, guys. Oh, I just put an extra day into my life. I don't like that. Today, we have a primer from a lawyer who is in from a lawyer who is in the middle of all that. Blah. Today, we have a primer from a lawyer who is in the middle of all. Oh, my God. How did she get back? The cat got all the way back to jump down again, but she didn't go. Anyway, you can also write to us, you little If you'd like to talk to us before we're back in the new year, you can send an email to hello at thebigstorypodcast.ca. You can leave a voicemail at 416-935-5935. We have a couple of more staff picks for you this week, and we will return with brand new episodes for a brand new year, our fifth year doing this on January 3rd. Thanks for listening. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings, and we'll see you in 2023.